Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that can never eat soup again. No way. Why is it soup? Why did he keep having to say soup? Why did he have to say it the way he did? And then what? Soup. Soup. It's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode... <laughs> what? What? But y'all just sounded like you were just... And two sons who haven't. No, we were... What? You got something to say about our energy again? 119 mm. times. This is too many times... <laughs> I can't, I can't do the bit, Dad. I can't do the bit. Welcome to episode number 119, covering series eight, episode five, Time Heist. This is the one where the doctor and Clara and a mutant human and an augmented human break into an impregnable bank protected by a psychic slug bull and managed by Lara Croft. <laughs> it's, it's all true. <laughs> Story number 246, originally airing September 10th, I'm sorry, September 20th, 2014 to 6.99 million viewers. And that the, just, uh, that 6.99 is messing with my eyeballs. <laughs> just the way the, the six and the nines are like, like sim- symmetrical, like I could spin it around. It would still be the same number. It wouldn't uh, be. Uh, well, if there, okay, if there was, if it was 6.9. Anyways, uh, it was written by Steve Thompson and Stephen Moffat. So a double Steve episode, as I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> double Steve. <laughs> double Steve. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it was directed by Douglas McKinnon. Um, in the cast this week, I had a, just a, a couple little notes here. First of all, Madam Carabraxis slash Ms. Delfox. By the way, that was her name, Ms. Delfox. Oh, wait. I kept Did trying to say that. It was on her nameplate on the desk, which we couldn't see under oh. the closed captioning. So I was like, I was trying to like peek around the closed captioning, but thankfully it was on the Wikia. Uh, this was, uh, both of these, obviously, because they were clones, were played by Keely Hawes. In addition to having the best name in mm-hmm. the world, <laughs> uh, but spelled wrong, uh, she has been the voice of Lara Croft in more games than any other voice actor. <laughs> which makes me wonder how many people have been Lara Croft. Well, so that's the thing. It said that she is the fourth voice actor to to voice Lara Croft and and at the time that whoever wrote this part of the wikia wrote it said with five games under her belt she has done, voiced Lara Croft for more video games than anybody else mm-hmm. so again you know who knows when that was uh last updated on on tardis.wikia.com but um another interesting kind of side note here that I forgot to write down but I did come across it she in the credits she is credited as Ms. Delfox and not Madame Carabraxis. Huh. Like anywhere. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. But that's like if the thing look, that they called her I, the whole episode. Well, no, that's the thing. No, no, no. It was, it was okay. Yes. They referred to uh, director Carabraxis, mm-hmm. but we didn't see her until the very end. And uh, the, the, pr- the most screen time that we saw Keely Hawes was as the clone, Ms. Delfox. And then we actually, technically, she kind of like played three versions because she also played old Madame Carabraxis. Wasn't um, there another Actually, that was probably a different. Too? Um, I, I don't know. Did we, did we see another clone? It was one clone did. talked to another clone. I'm Possibly. Sure. I, I, I don't remember. Like but the weird a... thing is, if you look her up on IMDb, she has one credit for Doctor Who. It's Ms. Delfox. She's mm-hmm. not credited, even on IMDb, as Madame Carabraxis, which I almost was like, well, I need to go make an edit on that. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, then we had the augmented human Psy, played by Jonathan Bailey. And uh, just a quick note here, he appeared alongside David Tennant and the 13th Doctor that we haven't met yet, Jodie Whittaker, in the show Broadchurch. So I, don't, I think I've brought this up before. David Tennant, after his time on Doctor Who starred in a show called Broadchurch, which I, I don't think it's still going anymore. I know it went for a few mm-hmm. seasons. Um, and one of the other stars of the show is was a pre-Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker. So oh, that's wow. why, yeah. So that's why there was, a, there was an interview with David Tennant where he's talking about, um, uh, oh gosh, who was it? I think it was Chris Chibnall, uh, who Chris Chibnall is the current Doctor Who showrunner. He's the one that took over when Jodie Whittaker came in. He was also involved in Broadchurch, right? Hmm. So he knew David Tennant. He knew Jodie Whittaker already. And so he called David Tennant before the announcement and said, 
the next doctor would like to speak to you. Can I give them your number? And he was like, uh, sure. And he goes, okay, it'll be the next phone call that comes in. And then he looked down on his phone and it said, Jody. And he like, like opened up the phone. Wow. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then like, somebody oh, else. You must have gotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So somebody else on the show where he was telling the story um, said, oh, wouldn't that have been like the worst moment for your mom to call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know you were up for the part. Uh, but anyway. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So Jonathan Bailey, I didn't actually even catch who he played in the show, but he, he was in Broad Church. Uh, so he had a little bit of a. Uh, Oddly enough, he had a connection to two doctors, neither of which are in this episode. <laughs> so he has worked with three different doctors, but uh, not all of them as doctors. Then we had Sabra. Was it Sabra? Sabra. 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 It was Sabra. Uh, yeah. Played by Pippa Bennett Warner. And um, th- the quick note about her was that she appeared in Johnny English. So that's actually two episodes in a huh. row. If y'all remember last week, we had the Sheriff of Nottingham yeah. was oh, yeah. uh, the guy that played Boff. In the Johnny English movies, um, Sabra, played by Pippa, was also uh, in Johnny English. And I didn't actually, you know what? I, I it, it didn't mention which one she was in. So I, I'm thinking, though, because it just said Johnny English, I'm thinking it was the first one. Because it was like Johnny English and then Johnny English, I don't know, strikes again and then Johnny English reborn and, you know, that kind of. Reborn. Yeah, one of them is literally called Reborn. So, because wow. they were, th- those movies were coming out around the same time as the Born Identity movies. Yeah. So like the, their little like subtitle taglines were like kind of aping on that a little bit. Wow. And um, have y'all seen those movies? I think we talked about this last time and y'all said no. Which ones? The Johnny English movies? We have. Uh, we saw one. One of them. Okay. We need to watch all three because they're pretty we just, amazing. We just all saw the first one. I'm pretty you know, sure. like imagine Mr. Bean if he was a spy. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the movie. Right? <laughs> Except he, he actually talked. Wow. Is yeah. Rowan Atkinson ever not play that character? <laughs> well, that's the, no, I'm, 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 I'm oversimplifying it because oh, he's yeah, not Mr. Bean. Like, he's definitely yeah. talking. Um, but... Uh, He's still just like this he, he's, crazy he's, he He's, it's almost more Pink Panther than, <laughs> than Mr. Bean, but it's that same kind of idea of like the incompetent, <laughs> the incompetent person who still manages to like crack the case every time. Yeah. Like that's, that's who he is. So, and, uh, it's just a ton of fun. It's, it's. All three of them are great. Guys, Noobs in the Hooping is brought to you by R5 Website Management. You can get your hosting, domain registration, security. Hey, we can get some email. Get, get, get some other stuff while you're there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. Uh, we have a special deal going for Noobs in the Hoovian listeners and those lucky enough to know one or maybe even two. I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a family affair. I don't know. Go to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code Noobs. at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. Get started uh, with your awesome website today. So that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Oh my gosh. So close. <laughs> I had to put almost in Time all caps. Time travel heist. Well, what I, the I heck? No, no, no. That's so much worse. No. It sounds it's, bad too. That's, honestly, can we. Can't can, do it. If we think about no. it, shouldn't that have been the name of the episode? Time travel heist? Yeah. Time heist it wasn't, sounds so much cooler. It sounds time, cooler, yeah. but it wasn't a time heist. They weren't time stealing time. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen, that there was going to be, like, some wibbly-wobbliness. And granted, there was a tiny little bit with the old Madame Carabraxis calling the doctor. But you do time travel, and it's a heist, I will give you that one. It is a time heist. We'll just say that travel (sighs) is implied. I guess. I never thought, oh, they're going to steal time. Why not? This show. That sounds exactly like the kind of thing the doctor would do. Like, <laughs> we're, I guess we're maybe, going to have to steal a century, you know, like something I like never that. Thought to fuel the the Cosmo engine or something. Because there have been other things called time heist, right? And it's always just time travel, stealing something. Whoa! And I guess. Wow. I mean, yeah. Actually, I want to verify that. Is there anything else called time? Uh, heist? Yeah, that was the basis of Endgame. Remember Ant Man? Uh, calls it a time heist. Oh, and you look or at did Iron heist. Man call it a time heist or something? I don't remember. One of them called it a time heist, even know. though it was, was Ant Man's idea. Yeah. And you look up time like, heist, back to most the of the results are Doctor Who, though. So <laughs> that's probably also heavily influenced by my search history. <laughs> hey, he's probably looking for Doctor Who. I don't know. Uh, so at any rate, um, we got time travel heist. So I was, I was, I was like, oh, here we go, boys. And then, brr, no. you know, kind of. Why didn't he just say a time heist? Anyways, Clark should have popped in. 
Time hash sounds cooler. Something. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. That would have worked. Or, or even like Psy or Sabre. Or oh, yeah. Something. Wouldn't it make more sense if it was time heist? Moving around. So Creature of the Week, I had I threw a couple of them on here. Um, we had the Return of the Memory Worm. Oh, yeah. Um, was that, that was not nice. the best oh, my uh, scene transition so in the history oh, yeah, of Doctor Who? He picks up the thing and then... <laughs> yeah, and he was holding the time worm... Just like you would hold a phone. Um, so that was an interesting. Just, nothing happens when you answer a phone and then, ah! oh my <laughs> As, gosh. Yeah. And then later on in the episode, uh, we had the worst uh, scene transition in the history of Doctor Who, where we had that weird zoom effect. Uh, and Corbin was like, oh no, did they forget again? Because and just like nothing. That was like, happened. nope, they're just going into the other room through the vent. Yeah. Like, like what was that? Was like zoom flash and. Bang, bang zoom yeah you're like <laughs> bang zoom we what? just warped through time or surely something, something yeah happened yeah exactly yeah, something had to that's happen. what it looked like and it was just like nope we're just moving the camera to the oh, other yeah. side of the wall yeah, where this like, vent is the sets aren't connected so we can't actually have them walk through that hole so we got to do some <laughs> cheesy you know zoom in effect so that it but, but, but looks like they made it I, I don't know that was weird anyways uh creature of the week uh the real creature of the week was what corbin dubbed the slug bull which, <laughs> honestly more yeah. like a minotaur like you said but uh yeah but uh yeah i was telling corbin i, I watched an episode of the librarians later that same night and there was a, a minotaur in there um, and I was like, oh yeah that's what the teller reminded me of and actually horns. actually i think you guys mentioned that the t- the teller kind of reminded you of the Minotaur in the God Complex, right? Yeah. Or was I thinking that? I don't know. Maybe was you were I thinking, thinking that. that? I don't I think no I idea. said that. But I don't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. But that sounds like something. Kind of the same thing where it's like as it's walking, it's kind of like thump, thump, yeah. thump, thump, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but well, anyway. So when I first walked in, I thought that whoever it was had set up a person to like take the fall for them. And that was like a prisoner dude. Yeah. I mean, he was in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, it kind of looked like, like he was, a and he was whatever, strapped in. And people yeah, like carrying him along. I'm yeah. like, oh, this must be the prisoner. It's like a Apparently weird fake that, out, so he doesn't escape. But he doesn't. He doesn't I have guess. to have use of his arms. He can just melt your brain. I, yeah. <laughs> Plus, he doesn't need to escape because we figure out at the end that he was staying there just to get. He must not be very smart though, because he could easily liquefy the brains of everyone there and then go save the I guess he couldn't get her out if he yes. did that but Wait, at any rate he knows the passcode oh yeah he does know he everything he knew the passcode that opened that door yeah what? he knows everything that, was that the, the other same... lady knows because they're mentally linked or whatever Mr. Yeah. Slugbull what are you doing Maybe man they're mentally linked though and he liquefies her brain oh and okay so so uh, while we're talking about the teller, can we the can we real quick talk about the tails? The oh, heck, man! <laughs> we saw them walking away from the TARDIS They're at the like end. They're like cactus tails. <laughs> they had like no they look like little cactus. tiny little tails that just like basically functioned as like <laughs> underwear, like covering their butt cracks, and had spikes on them. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, what? okay, um, weirdest attack sure, move ever. You have those. <laughs> So it worked for uh, a stegosaurus or whatever that thing was. Uh, yeah, except that theirs was like twelve feet long. Like, yeah. This was like two and a half and like inches. They can like spin around and yeah. smack people. It's like in. a vestigial tail. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, uh, the they teller was like really cool. Uh-huh. They have to like, let it grow out. Oh, oh, oh! Got, so they they're just not old enough yet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, the the concept of the teller was cool. First of all, the look was really really cool. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. there was a note. There was a note in the wikia that um, who was it? The uh, the the was it the writer or the director? I don't remember if it was Douglas McKinnon or Steve Thompson, but one of them had um, been involved with uh, the Curse of the Dark the Dark Spot, mm-hmm. and apparently that episode they blew their entire special effects budget on the CGI siren, the, like the woman, all the special effects surrounding her. They like blew the whole episode budget basically on her. And so when they, when that, I think it was the director, I think it was Douglas McKinnon. When he came around to this episode, he uh, like remembered the lesson that he learned there from <laughs> the budget and they decided to go practical. So the reason that this was not CGI slug bowl mm-hmm. uh is because uh it was i guess it was cheaper to do practical effects which that sounds kind of crazy right because i mean <laughs> yeah. that thing had a lot of like moving parts and, yeah. and and all this kind of stuff wait what about the heads what did they do for that 
They just like green screen it. Uh, that yeah, that was probably CGI, but not as expensive as an entire oh, character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, that's um, they they went with a practical effect, which to me made the character even better. Because like if this had been again. 2014 Doctor Who budget level CGI. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have come that off would have as been all of it. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have been as good. So, and it also meant that they were able to apparently use the special effects budgets on other things. I, I guess including <laughs> caving in some, yeah. some foreheads and things. Yeah. Also, I realized gross. when their eyes blinked, it blinked like three ways. Did it? It was what does weird. That mean? What? It, 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 oh, it had like three little suction cup. Yeah. Or something. Oh. So, like, yeah. So when he blinked, he just All like. All three of them scrunched blinked, in? He scrunched with like three. Uh, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> it's how worse about than just like a sideways blink? It's like, you know, all three closing <clears throat> in at the same time. <sighs> so, you know what's crazy is, and I was thinking about this during, when he first, uh, like, uh, supified the brain of the first guy. <laughs> his, his, like, eye stalks pointed inward, which oh. meant. His eyeballs were looking at each other. I mean, what? <laughs> can That's you what he does. They go. I know, but like, imagine can you imagine? Able to see can you imagine? Eyeballs. Yeah, and like, not in a mirror, but like, just staring. And not only, not only, because like, if you got like really close to a mirror, you'd still have like other things you could see. But he could like theoretically put his eyeballs close enough together. The only thing in his field of view is his other yeah, eyes. Just like, like, this is his eyeballs. Together. And then he'd have to look at himself, blink three ways. <laughs> That's probably what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know why. Gosh, <laughs> it's noisy blinks. <laughs> blinks aren't supposed to make sound. Uh, let's see. Under Jiggery Pokery, uh, j- the, the one thing we had here was about the TARDIS. I had to back this up because I was like, did you guys notice that the sign was definitely glowing? And the sign on definitely Yeah, was. the sign on the TARDIS door Honestly, was what? glowing. Maybe, is that because it was ringing? Or was that before it was ringing? Uh, Actually, no, it was already ringing remember. at that point. Maybe that's why yeah, it glows like, maybe when it's, it's raining or something. <laughs> I guess we'll have to. Well, have to, well, no, because I don't, I don't, I don't think it did that in the bells of St. John, did it? Well, that was an know. entirely different TARDIS. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, let's track it, guys. Let's see how many, how many <laughs> other times. I, by the way, I don't think this is the first time that I've seen that sign glowing like that. I don't know why. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. It just but. makes it look better, I guess. Yeah, it was interesting when he opened up the the door to answer the phone. You could definitely see where they had like built a box behind the sign to like hold the light bulbs. Like it wasn't just a flat door. Like the door had a box on like affixed to it. So yeah. that was that was kind of fun. Uh, let's see. Na- needless sacrificial death. We decided that Cy didn't. Okay, well, all right. Hang on. <laughs> We've got to edit our note. We decided Cy didn't really die for nothing. His sacrificial death actually worked. It saved Clara. Now I have to amend that. Because oh, and he didn't die. He didn't die. <laughs> I, so I don't know why I, this is in this I section like that at all. Part. I because like that part. I wrote it before we realized he didn't die. <laughs> I wrote it down, and then I never came back Needfully to it. Needfully so. sacrificial living. That's uh, where they should go. He needlessly... Is that, new, is that a new item on the checklist? I just love... He saved her life, but, like, didn't open the bank bank vault. Oh, all is for naught. No, no, no. He thought he did. Remember, it was... The, the locks were unlocking. Yeah, but Clara is like, Why'd he do it? Uh, he wasted his life. All oh, he did oh. was save me. Gosh, you suck. Well, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Anyways, um, other stuff we noticed. Uh, we had a mention of the woman in the shop, and I kind of had to remind both of you, or Corbin, did you remember? I remembered. Okay. So in the Bells of St. John, for, for those of you who don't remember, the Bells of St. John, uh, Clara calls the doctor, uh, remember, the 11th doctor, Yeah. Uh, trying to get tech support <laughs> uh, because her Wi-Fi is out. I can't find the internet. Where is the internet? Uh, if you'll recall, this is before... Uh, she became like super smart hacker girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the doctor's like, how did you get this phone number? She says, the woman in the shop gave it to me. And I know this has been brought up at least once, maybe twice before. And now here we have uh, the 12th doctor bringing it up. I don't remember in the one or two times that it's happened before. I don't remember if, if it was Wait. all 11 or if 12 has mentioned it before. I can't remember. I don't think 12 has mentioned it. I don't he, think he, he has. He wouldn't have had time. Really. Um. Yeah. I mean, what is this episode? Five, four, something like that Five, of the season. So uh, just we have that mentioned there. And he's like, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> I love the way 
<laughs> it's almost a production level gag where he's like, I forget what he said, but it was basically like, I will have to figure that out on another episode. <laughs> it's basically what he said. He was like, it's a mystery for another time. Yeah, we don't In care. the meantime, let me answer the phone. Uh, so, and, and Clara even said, is that her now? You know, like who has this phone number? And he's like, very few people in the universe have this phone number. Um, so, Clara, the yeah, girl and in the, the shop. And that's when he says, the only reason you had it was because of the woman in the shop, and we still don't know who that was. And then, and then it's like, oh, by the way, nothing, nothing bad ever happens when you answer your phone. One of my Where? companions before you has even had the number, so probably because it wasn't right, and, a phone. Well, and that's the funny thing is, if you go back to what was it, the empty child? Yeah, was the phone? Like the phone the rang, and the doctor. Episode. And they're like, that phone shouldn't be ringing. What's yeah, happening? the ninth doctor is like freaking out. Like, that's that shouldn't happen. It's not a real phone. And then by the time we get to 11, 11 is almost joking about it. Like, remind me to wire that back into the main console. It shouldn't be ringing out there on the door is basically what he says. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, I think Amy had we call the it phone number. I don't, I don't Probably. But again, but, but, but I don't think that was the external phone. I think that was the... That was, yeah, on the console. Yeah. So presumably that's the, it's the same phone number. It's just well, that yeah. he, for some reason, at some point, he routed the phone into the, the phone on the outside in the box. Which, and then <laughs> took it off of the console so that he can only answer it from outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, particularly... I think one time, didn't he like answer it? They were like in flight and he had yeah. to like open the door Traveling and open it up. To, of space. Which now that I'm thinking about it, he opened up the left-hand door, which is the one they normally open, and reached around and yeah. opened the thing and answered it instead of opening that door and answering it inside. It was more but, comical. Yeah, definitely definitely more adventurous. So, um, I love, I, in the, kind of in the beginning part of this episode when they're like walking out in slow-mo, you know, and like everybody's in their slick suits and everything. And, um yeah and i said man i love a good heist movie and you yeah. guys I, y'all laughed at me for some reason i don't remember why, I was, <laughs> I don't know why it y'all didn't liked that work one. it doesn't work with doctor who well you say that I and that was pretty good though like, I, that's the thing is i like the idea that they stripped everyone of motive background everything but just their raw skill and said break into this bank mm-hmm. and i love that i i was questioning because again Ironically, I could not remember this episode, <laughs> which, as Corbin said last time, was proof that it featured uh, the, the silence. But at any rate, um, I couldn't remember what was going on. And so when you have the doctor buying into it so fast, I remember thinking, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like when he doesn't know something, it drives him nuts. So the fact that he didn't know how they got there why they agreed to wipe their minds, all this kind of stuff. He had enough trust in himself that, first of all, I thought it was weird that he trusted the recording of him saying, I agree to this mind wipe of my own free will. Yeah. Like, what's to say that wasn't manipulated or you didn't have a gun to your head or something? <laughs> he, he trusted that statement. And then because he trusted that yeah. statement, he trusted himself enough to know we've got to do this. I wouldn't have put myself in this position. You all wouldn't have put yourselves in this position if it wasn't worth it, right? And mm-hmm. so he just rolled with it. And I was like, that's weird to me. It doesn't sound like the doctor at it, all. It doesn't. It should have been bothering him <clears throat> the whole time. Oh, yeah. He should have been like, what is going on? Oh, look, there's another briefcase. How those get there? Why well, are we breaking it? he did do some of that. Well. But then he gets to the, he gets to the end. And like cracks the case, you know, like, oh, it was me all along. You know, I hate the architect. I hate myself. Oh, it's ah, ha ha. That kind of thing. But before we get there, I love that they just took all these characters, including two that we didn't know, but just took them down to you have your skills, you have your resources. That's it. You don't know why you're doing this, but you know that it's got to be worth it. If you agreed to do it and you agreed to have your mind wiped, you know that it's worth doing. So get it done. And I was like, man, that's a cool concept. Like there should be some other time, you know, some other heist movie where, you know, it's like you get hijacked and your, your memory erased, but you've got to break into the thing, you know, like that's a great concept Mm -hmm. for any kind of a heist. And then you throw it into the sci-fi genre Mm -hmm. and all the other wibbly wobbly stuff that we did. And this was a really good episode to me. 
so I love that they they just stripped it down and um it was such it was such a heist movie in that you had the tech guy. Yeah. Right? You had the master of disguise, except in this case, it's a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. shapeshifter, you know. Then you got the smart guy and the doctor. I get what did what did Kara add to the team? She really didn't she do was a whole lot. There. Yeah. <laughs> she had to be there because she wait, was what the did she do? Companion. No offense, Clara. No, but wait a minute. Seriously, what? She didn't even get anything out of it. I don't know why she was there at all. Well, I mean, she we would just assume she's there for the doctor, right? She's yeah. she's going along with the doctor. But did Cares, I mean did so she add anything to anything? I don't think so. She didn't huh. do anything. See, I kept waiting for like the moment to come where only a girl from Blackpool could crack the <laughs> the final code or whatever. Yeah. Had something and to that do never really with happened. what was there on Earth or something. Yeah, yeah, something. but that never really happened. Yeah. Huh? Right. Uh, now that now it's disappointing. I do love now. I don't like this episode. No, <laughs> no wait. <laughs> I do love how we've gotten to the point where you can't have a normal heist movie anymore. There's got to be some twist, otherwise it's not going to be an interesting what movie. Do you, what do you mean? You can't just have well, somebody like break in, in and steal. Like, Money it's, and then leave. Yeah, it's, it's a world that that's a bank. It's the best bank ever. It's sci-fi, and they've forgotten everything. And you, you always have well, to that's have just, that. Twist. That's just the Doctor, Who, just Doctor element. Who. Like what? What other examples are you thinking? Well, I mean, the having forgotten everything. Uh-huh. That's one, and I, I can't think of any other. I haven't seen a whole lot of heist. Movies, that's what I'm trying like, to figure out. Is if you just do a normal, you're heist, painting broad brushes of. Oh, time heist movies aren't what they used to be. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, time heist. I'm sorry. Heist movies. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Heist, heist movies, movies aren't what they used to be. How many heist movies have you seen? One. Any? I've seen a few. I can't remember many. But like, <laughs> like Inception is a freaking, I got to do okay, a, heist a heist movie. in their freaking mind and put them in three levels of sleep. Or okay. Well, that's crap. just because Christopher Nolan is He's crazy. Amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. But he, he is crazy. Uh, certified. Hey, crazy do you think person. a tenant just would based off of his be movies. counted as a time travel movie? Because I think <laughs> oh, it. here we go. <laughs> Look, I really want to watch that movie. Isn't okay? Interstellar a, a Christopher Nolan flick? I don't think so. Is it not? I thought I it was. No. Anyways, back to Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, so, what happens if your brain runs out of batteries? Corbin wanted to know. Oh yeah. When Sai said, "Oh, you know," the, uh, he started like stuttering, and he's like, "Oh, the brains." What did he say? The batteries are low. Something it about the batteries causes like, glitch. <laughs> it's a dry glitch. It happens when the batteries get low. And Corbin's no. like, "What happens when your brain batteries run out?" No, no it wasn't that when his batteries were low. It's when he gets nervous or something. It okay. Runs down he, the battery. He had a lot well, did, of explanations he, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when just. Nervous, the, con- it runs down the, the concept that your brain has batteries was really disturbing to Corbin, which made me get really disturbed. I was like, I mean, wait a minute, I never thought about that. our brains have batteries. We got to eat food, <laughs> but we can last like a whole Quiet, month without you. eating food. But my phone can only last like a day before it dies. And it makes me <laughs> concerned. Technically, our brains have batteries. <laughs> and they do. We got to eat stuff. Dude. What, you don't eat batteries for breakfast? But instead of plugging into a wall, we have to destroy another creature and consume it. Uh, so, who's who? Uh, lovely. <laughs> Very lovely. Um, I have on the list who is Danny Pink, but we saw him for about three seconds, and then it was he like, was he's not in this episode, actually, as it turns out. Um, that was weird. That was really, really weird, because we had yeah. the setup of... Clara's oh, getting ready for a date. A date. But have y'all noticed, have y'all noticed, and I don't remember this before, have y'all noticed that they keep doing this asynchronous stuff with Danny and Clara? Yeah, no, that's been super recent. And it's so weird. What do you mean super recent? Like the past three episodes. That's all. Of- well, that's all the episodes Danny Pink has been in, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like with those two characters, they keep doing, so, so you had the episode where uh, they first meet and he has the awkward conversation with her but we're watching him remember it. Mm-hmm. So it's like flashing back and forth between him at his desk and the conversation that they just had five minutes ago, but you don't even know that at first. Yeah. And then it's same it, with the first bit of the dinner scene. Where the first yeah. The dinner yeah, 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 yeah. And then weird. and then in this episode, it was the same thing where it's Clara getting ready for the date, but we're flashing back and forth between that and him asking her on the date again awkwardly. I guess it's they weird. Have nonlinear memories uh, yeah right it's kind of weird. weird so I, and I, I I remember some of where their relationship storyline is going so I don't know if they're like painting us a picture for that um, but I never picked up on it before now um, again one of the advantages of, of doing the podcast so 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's our who is Danny Pink, even though I said there's nothing to talk about with Danny Pink. <laughs> we don't have anything on him. But have you noticed? Have you? <laughs> yes. But have you been paying attention with these things? Since he wasn't really in this episode, let's talk about him for 10 minutes. All right. So who is Clara? Um, I, I didn't write down anything. I guess that's proof that she really didn't do anything. The the only thing I wrote down under who is Clara is don't rob any banks. What? Don't rob any banks without me. Even though yeah. I did nothing. I, so. Yeah. <laughs> I probably kept the doctor in check just by being there, but that's about it. And yes. then the doctor's she cares, like, so I don't have to. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Rob a bank. Right, right, Wait, yeah. what? Wait, what? Huh? what? So we're actually doing this. You know, like, yeah, that was the thing is like, she wasn't there like trying to be his moral compass. She didn't crack the final lock. She okay. didn't fool the teller. I, the doctor she had almost died. She almost died. She almost yeah. died. Um, allowed Zebra to touch her and Sabra. Yeah. Sabra or whatever, whatever to see that she could shapeshift. That's the only reason she was here. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she could have done that to anybody. <laughs> yeah. anybody like, There's plenty of points where she could have been the moral compass for the doctor, yeah. but she wasn't. <laughs> she, she just didn't There's do it. There's plenty of points that she could have done actually something helpful. In this. I don't know about a moral compass because this was, this was too... The idea of breaking into the unbreakable bank is too tempting for the doctor and a good companion to have any moral qualms about it whatsoever. Yeah. It's just, it's there. We've got to break into it. Like that's all you need. It's, it's not about, is it right, right or wrong? We're just going to assume that if it's an impregnable bank, it's probably run by bad people. So we're I'm, just going to assume. I, that. I will yeah. say they never seemed that bad for most of the episode. Who? I mean, the bank people, like sure they were killing people, but also technically like, it's under their jurisdiction. It's all on this one planet that's seemingly right. run by the bank. So, right. Yeah, they weren't like overtly evil, but you could tell something was up with Ms. Del Fox and that whoever Carabraxus was, was it was not like, a good thing. Carabraxus was kind <sighs> of a bad person, you know. Oh, yeah, just willy-nilly executing clones, or excuse me, incinerating clones, like, you know. Which, that, that whole thing was really weird. Which whole thing? Why'd they do that? I don't know. Why, why did she who kill her own clones? So non she hated herself. And well, yeah. there's that. I, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't clear on, like, what does she have over the clones? Like, what's to prevent any one of the clones? Theoretically, if, okay, if they're a clone in the sci-fi sense where you clone yourself and they are instantly the same age as you and know everything that you already knew up to that point. And right? also for some reason, just do your bidding. Cause they're that, okay. That's, that's what I was going to say is like, did she do something to the clones to make them subservient? Did she in, install a chip in them that would explode if she touched a button or something like I, we didn't get anything from that other than, Oh, clones are the best ones to, to work under me because they know me best or something. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't really get it. Because theoretically, that means that you're entrusting all of your different locations to the management of the people who know you the best and could, like, completely take over anything at the drop of a hat. They do. Yeah. And they're more knowing that you can incinerate them. Yeah. And right. knowing probably how to prevent it. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, okay, she's super tough on them and she'll incinerate them if she needs to. But, like, pff, why? Oh. Uh, excuse me. What I mean is like, why do the, the clones go along with it? Why don't they just tell security? Hey, guess what? I'm in charge now. We're going to go incinerate her. Yeah, it, 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 take it, all it, of no. the clones. I guess basically it boiled down to we were, we were at the end of the episode. Oh, like yeah. It's time to go. Like we don't have any, we, we don't we, we, we What go we need to do go. is we need to get to the regret part that tells us why this whole episode happened yeah. in the first place, which I did think that was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Like so, that. um, so who is the doctor? Why is your face all colored in? And are mm. you taller? It's like, how are you so oblivious of, of things, episode. Doctor? He looked genuinely concerned. Why is your face all colored? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he looked dumbfounded and, like, to what is wrong with you, Doctor? Like, yeah, it's like, have none of your companions ever worn makeup? Have you never like, heard of makeup? Why are you taller? Yeah, yeah. Is, are you taller? Is that to help Heels? you make... Um, like every single one of his companions. Says, she says, I have a date. And he goes, with a tall shelf? <laughs> What do, what, do, what do you need to be told? Like every single one of his companions has worn heels by this point. Right. Several of them Presumably, have been yeah. on dates, but he right. is just oblivious. <laughs> is there is so an element sometimes where I feel like every incarnation of the doctor has to relearn certain things. Yeah. That is kind of weird. That well, is you should know weird. this, doctor. Why don't you know this? Uh, being in charge is his superpower. And uh, 
it's basically because of the eyebrows. Which yeah. I have to say. <laughs> Jared said um, he can't remember if this is the, the last mention of the eyebrows, but he goes, we might consider putting that on the checklist. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what, the third time that he has mentioned the eyebrows, eyebrows and the first scene, the, the first time we ever saw him was 90% eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> 90% so. It was. It was. <laughs> Just by volume on the screen, <laughs> by, by pixel count on the screen, it was 90% eyebrows. Um, he hates not knowing. I mentioned that earlier. We, and, and we knew that, right? He didn't know what the teller was. And he goes, I hate not knowing. Uh, who was it that said... I think it was Sai said, is that why you call yourself the doctor, the professional detachment? I was like, ooh, there's <laughs> a little, maybe, yeah, yeah. He kind of kind of pegged the doctor there on that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Clara says that um, Sabra just wanted to be normal, and he says everyone has a weakness. <laughs> Ouch. Got him. <laughs> like, yeah, again. Um, I, love the, I love the scene where no one is talking, and the doctor says, Shut up. Everybody just just shut up. Shut up up shut up 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 up. Way too much. See, but the funny thing was the first three times he said shut up. No one said anything. No one was saying anything. No one started to say anything. And when they did start saying anything, escalated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that before, I think. Every time he has I think he's done it. I think he did that once to to Clara. Yeah. Where he's talking and then like puts his hand out to like they're walking. He's talking out loud, thinking out loud, and he puts his hand out to stop her and says, "Wait, shut up!" <laughs> like I wasn't talking, uh, but you know. But this time it was like the whole room. Everyone just shut up. Nobody's, nobody's talking. talking. <laughs> Nobody has been this entire time. Yeah. Nobody has said anything but you for thirty seconds. Um, he let's see. Oh gosh, who was he talking to when he said, uh, "Do you like the new look?" Oh gosh, who was he talking to? Uh... Who oh, he was been? talking to the, the slug bull or whatever the crap that Oh, right, right, because the slug bull was looking into his memories and everything, yeah. And he said, how do you like the new look? I was hoping for minimalism, but I think I ended up with magician. <laughs> why, why are 12 and Clara so hard on each other's appearances, man? It's like a running theme in this season. Like, you know, he's constantly making cracks about her appearance and she's making jokes about his he's making jokes about his own appearance the oh, eyebrows look at these they're attack eyebrows and oh, it makes God, me wonder like how yeah like how <laughs> how much of that was straight up from the writer and how much of it was capaldi's input and influence and yeah. if it was 100 percent not capaldi at what point does he have to say Okay, guys, let's have a talk because five episode writers in a row have made a crack about me looking old and angry. Like, I mean, have we had an episode yet where we haven't had a joke about him looking old, sickly, attack eyebrows, <laughs> something? Anything. Yeah, I went for minimalist, landed on magician. So you know, like so many cracks about that. And if you think, like, it's probably each of these five episodes had a different writer. <laughs> so it's like one guy after another walking onto the set of this guy's show that he's the lead character. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just you like look a stupid. Bam. bam. <laughs> and your eyebrows are dumb. Whap. Have we mentioned you look sickly? Kick to the stomach. And you're like, geez, man. Lay off. Hey guys, News of the Hoopian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we're doing, want to give a little bit of value back, that's all we're looking for. Uh, head on over to Patreon. I'm sorry, not Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash noobsinthehoobian, <laughs> but you can also go to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. You can find lots of ways you can help us out there. You can sponsor one episode. You can sponsor a season of episodes. You can also uh, become a monthly ongoing supporter through Patreon, starting for as little as a dollar a month. And then at $5 a month, you'll actually get a shout out on the show. $12 a month, I'm sorry, $15 a month, you become a hosting host where you'll not only be covering our hosting costs, but you'll also get an episode to guest host on an upcoming episode like Victor did. So head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support, become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, so Jared, um, along with telling me we needed to add the uh, attack eyebrows to the <laughs> to the checklist, also had some classic Who connections. So let's take a listen to what Jared has to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for Time Heist. Did I say connections with an S? Well, this time I meant to say connection. That's right. I scoured the episode and found just one. Uh, 
one real connection. So, uh, you know, good on them for writing something new, especially Moffat in charge there. But uh, he usually loves his classic Who connections. But anyway, uh, so the one that I found was that uh, when Psy was visualizing the notorious criminals in order to lure the teller away from Clara, we saw three classic Who baddies in those visuals. Uh, you guys know the Ice Warriors. We talked about that. Uh, there was a Terraleptal from the serial The Visitation, and then there was a Sensorite from the serial The Sensorites. Now, that one goes clear back to 1964. That was a, a first Doctor uh, a baddie there, and we only really saw them once, and a lot of people feel like the Ood are taken from the Sensorites, except the Sensorites were a little bit more uh, not as friendly. So... Um, but that, there are definitely uh, a lot of similarities between the Sensorites and the Oods. Uh, so that's it. I mean, I looked, I, I looked and looked and looked for uh, other other possibilities, connections, anything, even loose threads, and couldn't really find a whole lot in this one. So, but that was that's okay. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Like I was surprised that I didn't find anything about a bank robbery. You know, the the, the doctor going to rob a bank or anything like that. Uh, from Classic Who that I could find. So, anyway, or um, still, uh, I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a fun. I mean, who who doesn't love a good uh, heist movie or or caper? You know, kind of a la Ocean's Eleven. Um, everything's planned out to a T, and with a little surprise curves and at the end or, or surprise turns at the end where they real reveal how they did it. And I loved the allusion to Die Hard. Uh, if you haven't already talked about it. Um, the final lock being broken by the power going out. Um, that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. So uh, we watch it. My son and I watch it every year at Christmas time, and uh, loved that one. All they needed was Ode to Joy playing, uh, and when the vault opened up, and it would have been perfect. Maybe even uh, you know Alan Rickman because um, he could have done it at that time, uh, making a, a little appearance. But anyway, enough about that. Uh, enjoyed it. It was a fun one. Uh, I'm giving it eight out of ten. Useless Tardises, or is that useless Tardi? Uh, you know, because the Tardis wasn't any help to them uh, in the bank heist, which, of course, as the doctor pointed out, would have been a perfect tool normally. Uh, and then for the creep levels, I'm gonna give it a hundred. Uh, let's just say soup oozing out of. People, yeah, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, that's that's enough for me to, to give it 100 levels. So, uh, but that's about it. All right, well, thanks. Uh, actually, no thanks to the TARDIS Wiki this time. Um, that was just uh, just just me. Uh, so thanks to News in the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Uh, how in the world did I miss the Die Hard reference? I am blaming <laughs> this on you. That's amazing. I've never even seen that. That was amazing. Movie, so. Oh, yeah. I, I, have you seen no, it? No. Uh, okay. Neither of us have. Trip. Put it on the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that is essentially, yeah, that's what happens is they're breaking through all these different locks, but then to get through the last one, which is electromagnetic, you have to kill the power. What? Electromagnetic. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like just do that Just cut the off the magnet. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's what they yeah, did. that's what they did. Just use yeah. the Sonic. I don't get why you couldn't use Cause it. Because it was atom randomized. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which, again, apparently has to be sustained by a continuous power source, because otherwise it descrambles all the atoms. And opens up automatically. Yes, yes. Has he done that before with the door? Except he's like, oh, it's extremely heavy, though. Done what? He opened up a door that had its... Molecules scrambled? Yeah. Oh, did it? I think he did. He was like really struggling to keep it. The held one that up was uh, that like, was uh, that was a uh, the rings of Akaten. Yeah, yeah, right I now? think that huh. was it. I don't remember the molecular scramble. Part it was of somewhere it, they weren't really supposed to be able to get out. Yeah, well, sure, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, I, yeah, fantastic reference there. Um, Jared was pointing out the the classic Who connection within the uh, the the baddies of the week all appearing on the screen. Mm. Uh, Corbin pointed out that there was also a new who connection in there because we had a Slothene, uh, or yeah. Raxacoric or Falipatorian, generically speaking. Whatever. Maybe it wasn't a Slothene specifically. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, 
all kinds of fun little callbacks uh, inside that one there. So, yeah. um, so that does bring us down to our overall impressions. Uh, Jared gave it eight out of ten useless tardis eye tart tart eye tardy eye tartar tartar tardy trip. What about you? Um, I think I'm gonna agree with Jared with eight. I no idea what it's out of. What just yeah. Um. Three-way blinking eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that seems to have filled mine out. Oops, I put, I put mine in, in Corman's spot there. Yeah, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 eyeballs looking at each other. Uh, I, yeah, this one was just, it was fun. Uh, it was another bottle episode that, you know, didn't have anything to do. There was no reference to the story arc. We didn't see mm. Missy. Aside we didn't see the woman in the shop. Uh, which has nothing to do with the storyline. Huh? Yeah, I said, like which so far important. has nothing to do with the story. Like. I was gonna say we didn't we didn't see Missy. We didn't get, we didn't see anybody go to heaven. Which, <laughs> well, did anybody Nobody die? Died. No one died. <gasps> did everybody live? No. I mean, some people had Everyone their brains else. liquefied, but they were still alive. Everybody Everyone else, else on the planet, the except planet. for those six, got roasted in giant solar flares. Oh, did they? Could have seen one of the clones go up or something. Oh. Why didn't the doctor work that into his plan to like save all of those people? Also, I just realized they put a <clears> bank <throat> on a thing close enough to the star for well, like we're, the star we're close flares, enough to a star for that. It would have to be a massive freaking right. solar flare for it to right. kill all of us. But right. Yeah. No. 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 And that just happened. <laughs> Which is what happened. Yeah, but like this yeah. is supposed to be the most secure bank in the world. Well, there's no accounting for stars. Anyways, uh, so what do you give it, Corbin? I'm I'm gonna say seven point five. Uh, slug-eyed minotaurs. <laughs> minotaurs. Uh, yeah, and I think that's I think my ratings have gone up each episode, haven't they? I feel like this is the highest twelfth Doctor rating that I've given so far, um, and that's I kind of feel like that's what we're doing, man. Like we're 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 going up each each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor, you know, twelfth Doctor's figuring himself out. We're figuring him out. Um, just kind of improving all the way along. Uh, Jared gave it a hundred out of 500 creep levels. Um, I'm going to say between the, the slug bull, the, uh, sunken heads with the, the soup <laughs> leaking right. out of the eye. Um, I feel like there were some other, uh, people using the, what turned out to be a teleporter, but it was a, a presumably a, Adam a shredder. shredder. She kept calling him shredders. I was like, ah, I called like, him an Adam shredder well, once. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what? Well, that's what the doctor said they were, but Sabra kept referring to them just as shredders. And I'm like, bah, like why they're, not shredders, they're teleporters. An Adam shredder implies you're ionizing all of the material <laughs> in your exactly, body. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's totally painless. Oh yeah. And by the way, it was like, yeah, he says it's painless and quick. And then they the way Kia pointed out that Psy, uh, screamed after he used his. It didn't point out that Sabra also screamed after using hers. I was yeah. like, you know, Duh, and then apparently, much. I guess transporters are just shocking and make you go ah <laughs> because it it, it 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 wasn't actually shredding their atoms. It was just teleporting them. So, anyways, I'm gonna give it 125. Well, it was. It was shredding all their atoms and then putting it back, as we've seen with Star Trek. That's right. Yeah, the death machine. Anyways, uh, uh, so trip. What are you gonna give it out of 500 creep levels? Um. I don't know. There really wasn't much in this other than the few things that you mentioned. Right. I think it's still discussing the, uh, the three-way blinks. The three-way blinky eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Why just is gonna that say, the worst part for you? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just not, not melted brains. Or, yeah, not well, soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the three-way blinking eyes that get you. <laughs> well, that's bad. Too. I'm just going to say 35. I don't know. There wasn't really much to right. this. Corbin, what about you? I'm going to say 25. <sighs> Okay. Now, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't real. Yeah, it wasn't real. Bad. It was I mean, a heist I mean, movie, not a horror. Uh, yeah, yeah. It also absolutely. wasn't a movie, but um, well, <laughs> you're right about that. Um, so yeah, theories. I mean, do y'all want to? Um, we haven't seen anything in a while. Nah. Do y'all want to talk about anything? Good. Okay. Maybe Missy is the lady in the shop. I'm gonna say that, but because uh, there's an unknown character and. <laughs> a character we know nothing about. So ah, okay. Missy is the lady in the shop. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, so the game plan. Um, oh, gosh. We needed to update the game uh-huh. plan because it's still talking about Bill and Ted uh, 3. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Ah. Ah. 
<laughs> I do need to leave it in there. Uh-oh. Remember, it's all wibbly wobbly. Uh, so <laughs> yesterday, we uh, we uh, recorded our Bill and Ted episode, uh, but it's not going to be releasing for a couple of weeks. Um, or no, no, no. It'll be, it'll be next week when you're listening to this, right? Because it's episode 120. Oh, gosh, you're hurting my brain. It is. <laughs> so uh, Bill and Ted um, is out. It is out. And by the time you're listening to this, it's been out for uh, a week or so. Uh, so next week, episode 120 will be timey wimey number 13. Holy cow. Uh, 13 wow. of those bad boys, uh, will be covering Bill and Ted face the music. And, um, like I said, we, we've watched it and we already recorded the episode and suffice it to say, we had a lot of fun with it. So if you're, if you're on the edge about, uh, whether or not you want to go see it, um, my one recommendation would be, um, if you can go see it in the theater. I would recommend going yeah. to see it in the theater. We talk about it on the podcast episode that um, it was a great movie watching experience going and seeing it in the theater. Now, if you can't, for whatever reason, it's not playing in your, I think Jared said it's not even playing in any of his local theaters. So he's going to, he's going to buy it video on demand or whatever. Um, so if you have to do that, then you can, you can get it through Amazon, uh, Google play, Amazon. Uh, uh, did I say Amazon already? I yeah, uh, Amazon, um, iTunes, you can get it through um, Vudu, you can get it through Fandango now. Um, take a look at those different options, though, because uh, some of them are priced differently. Some of them come with more bonus features than others. That is the one thing that we missed by going to see it in the theater is we didn't see any of the bonus features, which I don't know what they even are. So maybe Probably we'll. on YouTube or something. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, we may we may end up buying it or renting it just for the extra stuff. Um, but but however you can. Uh, see it, watch it, um, get ready for it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, so next week, episode 120 will be Bill and Ted face the music. After that, we'll be continuing on series eight, episode six, the caretaker. And I think from that point on, it's just a mad dash to the end of the season. We don't have any other special episodes, um, in between. So we do have a two parter season finale at the end. Remember there's only 12 episode. So we're going to do episode 11 and 12, um, as a two-parter one podcast episode, and then we'll be doing a classic who connection on the seventh doctor. So, uh, which, uh, means we're only one doctor away from the movie. That's the, I don't know why, but that's the thing I'm like, I'm like I can't wait for the movie. I don't know why. I don't know. Just, just okay. Dr. Who movie. It's a movie with Dr. Who. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. It must be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh. <laughs> well, Okay. It was still like 90 sci-fi. We'll see how good it was. Huh? Who knows? Who knows? Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production cool. of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Tripp. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic who connection. Singular. <laughs> not, 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 no more than that one this week. Shout out to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. On Twitter, we're at noobs Whovian because noobs in the Whovian was too long. You can email us at noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com and consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. You can find all of these links and more, including the full show notes over at noobs in the Whovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, throw some stars at our face, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And until next time, <laughs> be safe. What, what, what was it? Oh, no. Ah, be safe if you can. But always. You. You're messing up the line. <laughs> <laughs> I said it better last time, which is the next episode, which means the first time I did it. Be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Be whip. When he was approaching this episode, Ooh. could you do that off mic? Sorry. <laughs>